You have arrived at your destination. Can't believe it! A second part, a second part to the Joker. You know, <laughs> that <trilogy>. last episode, <laughs> you would think, <laughs> you would think that last the two-part episode, Joker trilogy. That last episode was literally perfect. How could we get any better? It was lit. It was, <laughs> it was lit, fam. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming back for Joker Part Two. We're gonna talk more here about um, the Joaquin Phoenix performance. And it, have you ever seen a, a yeah. bird on fire walk? I haven't. No. You're about to see the the walking phoenix. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> there is no improving on that, folks. Uh once again, if you haven't seen Joker the movie, uh we're going to spoil the hell out of it. So if that bothers you, just skip over this episode, uh but download it anyway. So But this is better than spoiled milk. It's not going to make you feel nasty. No, it's going to be cool, man. So uh go off and see it if you haven't and then come back and listen to this. Or if you don't care, just listen to us job about it anyway. Who cares? Spoiled. Yep. Spin it. Let's talk about Joaquin Phoenix, the new movie. Right. Um, let's get into that for a while. Because so let's just do general takeaways. What'd you think of the film? How'd you how'd you feel about it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? That's too simple of a question, but Yes. Yeah. Um I, I did like it. Um mm-hmm. I, I mean I, I, I say that to say I think there's a lot to like. Sure. Okay. Especially from a filmmaking point of view, um, yeah, his his performance is, uh, I think, undeniably good. Yeah, right? his his one one critique that I've read, and and listeners, we've talked about this off mic, but one thing that I tend to do with movies or really whatever, uh, any sort of art that I digest is I'll go out and read tons of reviews of it. Right. Sometimes even before I see the thing or whatever, yeah, right? I, you I tend not that. to do that, no. right? Yeah. And I think both those approaches are valid, and I think that makes for an interesting back and forth. One of the things I've seen about uh, Joaquin's performance is that it is a good performance. It's good acting, but it's also, more than that, it's just a lot of acting. It's just very much acting, you know, uh, and, and some people will critique the Oscars for this because there's already Oscar buzz about him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the notion that the Oscars will give, they'll give an award to someone who did the most acting, sure. which is not always the same as the best acting. Now, this right. was good. There's no question. But it was a lot mm-hmm. at the same time. So anyway, yeah. No, I liked it overall as well, yeah. but just um, want to throw that out there. I, I, I did like it. Um, yeah. Uh, I, the way I would describe how I feel about all of the different elements of this movie, especially in this, in the time we're living in, yeah, I feel like all my thoughts are rocks in a yeah. bucket. My head is okay. in that bucket, sure, and I have to move my head around to get to those thoughts. That's what it feels like. I have a he- okay, a head. My head's in a bucket full of rocks, okay, and I'm trying so hard to like latch on to all these different thoughts yeah. because there are so many and they're all so heavy. Okay, um, with regard to this film or with regard to just culture right now. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get um, that. So I do think his performance was good. Um, yeah. I would argue, and this is actually av- after having read the script, I watched the movie. Oh, you I read found, the script separately? I found the script and read cool. it. Okay. Interesting. Um, what, one, one big critique of the movie I had yeah. generally is thematically, it was super on the nose. 
Oh yeah. So the dialogue, yep. Yep. it just said what it meant. Absolutely. Um, and I, I'm not a fan of that. No, I agree. But I'll, I'll, let's put a so pin, we, let's we, put a pin in that for a second. So we should have said this at the at the beginning of the episode. Spoilers, presumably. spoilers for all this. We're gonna destroy this movie. So yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, I think the thing that makes this movie great, mm-hmm. and this is why I would argue, but that Joaquin's performance is undeniably great. Yeah, is that I don't think the script is very good. Yeah, no, that's that's um, true. That's fair. I think the script that, is not very good. I think that Joaquin completely carries the movie he certainly does um yeah but what I'll the, the other that. thing that carries the movie from a director the it's a writer director yeah, I, yeah. I don't know that his strong point is he writing. co-wrote it yeah right but it's it's one of the prettiest movies i've seen in 10 years it definitely is it's a gorgeous movie yes the art direction the aesthetic the lighting the saturation and yeah the, the in, saturation in the art wonderful. It, it's yeah. just so very good it's not it's very pleasant to look at yeah. In in some sense that it's not pleasant, right? It's this sort of nineteen yeah. seventies it's New York essentially. Yeah. Um it's Gotham, but it's nineteen seventies New York. And then that mixed with the fact that he gives Joaquin, who is an unquestionably phenomenal actor, right? Yeah. Um, he gives this performance that's really off the charts mm-hmm. and is certainly one of the best performances that's been given to this role in this character. Right. I agree that carries the movie. Yeah. Um, th- those are the things that are good about this movie. So, uh, the things that are not so great. So at the end of the movie, like the, the themes are just thrown at you. He's, yes. he's, um, there's a first monologue of all, at the end of the movie where he just right, says, first of all, the yeah. plot, um, in the movie is very convenient. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a big fan of the show. Sure. It's the, the movie yeah. starts off early yeah. to where like he's in the show and I'm like, Oh, this is great. Cause he's not in the show. He's not in the show. Yeah. He's never going to get there. No. Um, but he gets there. He gets there. He, but he gets there in a way that feels very modern. It does. It feels much like a viral YouTube video. It does. That does. That didn't happen. It didn't happen at that point. Yeah, I um, agree. So the plot's very convenient. The themes are very kind of on the nose. So at the at yeah. knock knock, what do you get when you cross a a yeah. psychopath, a loner, a loner, mentally ill person, mentally ill person yeah, yeah, that's yeah. been you know who you treat like trash. You get right. what you deserve. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he shoots the guy in the face. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right. Um, so that's, I mean, yeah. as much yeah. as like, I love what's there, but yeah. it's like at the same time, I'm like, there are so many ways to like, oh, find nuance in this. No, stuff. no, no. And I think, I, but that's the thing. Yeah. That, the reason I think Joaquin's performance is so great yeah. is that he forgives a lot of this stuff yes. for most people. Yes. He's doing so much work. Yes. What's piggybacks on like, He's doing a lot of acting. He's doing because a lot I of think acting. he has to. Yeah, and and it, like that line particularly stood out to me, right? right? I mean, that is here's the thesis of the movie. Yeah, and then I'm gonna kill this guy, which right. you see coming a mile away. You know what's gonna and, happen. And let, let's let's um, talk about yeah. uh, let's talk about the other violent parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. So the very first big violent part of the movie. Yeah, the Joker is jumped in sure. the subway yeah. again. This is the second time he's jumped and <laughs> and beat and beat almost you know yeah. just beat up. Of course, because because um, the city is garbage and everybody sucks. The city sucks. is garbage and everybody yeah. sucks. Of course. Again, that's for me from a writing perspective. That's just it. Just feels convenient. It feels a little convenient, so, especially because there are these figures who, to to some extent anyway, these Wall Street white these kids. Wall Street white boys, right? Yeah. Privileged white boys. So the um, Joker shoots, and and but what's interesting is like you hate these guys, yeah, as an audience, sure. So he shoots like there was never a point in that scene where I'm like, 
Joker, don't do oh, it. Oh, these poor guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, of course. No. Um, which is intentional. Yeah. I think the point of this movie is to to for you to 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 yeah. side with the Joker to understand. and understand. Yeah, exactly. Not to condone. Right, but to I, get I it. don't think they get to that go that far. Okay. I think they get close. Okay. But I don't I don't think they do go that far. So I have for most people. So okay, so these three uh Wall Street guys are harassing a woman on the train, right? Right. Arthur, who is the Joker, Arthur sees them and he has a tick where he laughs. So he starts laughing. Um, and then this draws their attention to him. Yeah. The woman leaves the train car and they start bothering him. And they end up beating the shit out of him, right? I mean, right. with no provocation at all. Before they start Sorry, hitting un- him. Unlikely. Yeah, right. exactly. Seems unlikely. And before they start hitting him, they start singing the song Send in the Clowns because he's dressed as a clown. That's his jo- day job, whatever. This is from an NPR review, which okay. I found, which is a wonderful uh, quote. It's about the killing of the Wall Street bros on the train. It's really the only time in this otherwise grounded, grim, and gritty film that we're asked to suspend our disbelief at all because, seriously, we're supposed to buy that that a straight finance bro would be off book on the second and third verses of a Sondheim number, (laughs) which is a pretty good quote. From Glenn Weldon, and, and and to piggyback on this this scene, for yeah, just a yeah. Second, yeah. <laughs> um, I have him. I have his name written down somewhere. It's sure. not. It's not coming to me uh, really quick. Mm-hmm. But I actually think this scene was inspired by a real life. Incident, oh, really? Okay. Um, where, but it was the fl- the script was flipped. Yeah. It was a, a white man who was essentially, and and from what he says, you know, there are, there are differing opinions. Jumped by some black men, okay. some young black men. Sure. Yeah. He shot and injured several of them, okay. um, and in the papers was known as a hero Oof. for a short bit. Oof! Um, until he wasn't sure. Um, which and uh, I, I think that's a, an interesting thing. I want to say that was directly referenced in the subway. That's but interesting. It's interesting that they're flipping it. That the, yeah. you've got this mentally ill, down in the dumps guy. Yeah. You know, it just conveniently being beaten up by these yeah. Wall Street boys sure for me that's where some of the biggest problems started with the movie yeah and in my opinion there's an easy way to fix this movie okay and it's in the last scene of the movie okay the the movie is so again the performance is great sure um and they did it nicely with zazzy beats Uh character Uh, i've got some things to say about that showing like you know when i when i saw them going on a date i'm like obviously this isn't happening sure this is fight club this isn't this isn't a moment where you know when they show like Oh, he wasn't on the date. I'm like, no, we, yeah, we know, we get, we get it. it. Yes, it's like obviously of course he not. wasn't on a He's date. He's such a yeah. creep. He just ran yeah. in and kissed her, and like, yeah, not gonna happen. Oh, you stalked me all day. Cool, yeah. come on in. Yeah. Obviously. So that moment kind of ruined the movie for me, and I'll sure. tell you why. Okay. Because if they're going to say that that didn't happen, yeah, but they're 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 going to point out that one thing didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Then I'm supposed to believe that everything else happened the way yeah. it happened. Yep. But in at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. um, Todd Phillips, the director, has been quoted saying, "Eventually, I'll tell you what this means." But in the last scene, when he's talking to his therapist yeah. in Arkham, yeah, that's the first genuine laugh you hear before he says, "Ah, never mind. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't get. You it. wouldn't get it." Yeah, sure. That's a perfect moment to give us that moment of. Okay, those guys in the subway yeah. were not provoking him. Okay. Um Zazzy sure. Beats wasn't his yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um all of and all of these moments where you give him these 
Ooh. kind of like motivations, yeah. just briefly take, take them away. away. And then the the convenient plot, dude. When you tell a story, of course it's going to be convenient. Shit, then, man, you then fixed this movie. I fixed it. You fixed then, this damn movie because it's still compelling, yeah. and you still feel for him. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, I, I Scout's honor had happened that way. Oh, you fixed the movie. You do Boom. fix the movie. Did I not just fix, dude? The movie? You fixed the fucking movie. Thanks, man. That way, <laughs> you get it's the Joker. It's the Alan Moore ending. Oh my God, that's the way you fix it. Well but done. Here's the thing. Like, and, well and, done. And this is how I was going to start. I, I think there's a couple reads of this mm-hmm. movie. One read is you question everything that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you do that, it makes it more interesting for me. Yep. But at the same time, the zazzy thing that happened kind of ruined that for me because yeah. I have to believe that that didn't happen, but everything else did happen. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, the other read is everything you see is as intended. And that the only unreliable thing is this woman, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Joker is picked up, uh, picked picked on and beaten multiple times. Yeah. We root for him to get his revenge. We're not sure. Um, we're still not yeah. sure. Like I think his motivation is just to be seen. Sure. Right? Yeah. I, I've spoken a lot. I have a lot more to say. But no, you, that's... You, you, you can jump in on that. No, that's good. I mean, um, that's all super interesting stuff. So... So, the thing is, even mm-hmm. if everything happened exactly like that, yeah. to give us a reason to not believe it is enough for me. Yeah. Well, and that's... Okay, so that... And blatantly give us a reason. Yes. Like, he didn't... Like, the idea that he did not go on that show... Yeah. Um, The, the thought that, like... All of these people at the end rooting for him, like yeah. the big joke is that he doesn't care. Yes, that he's happy for the chaos. But the movie makes it feel like this is all for me. I'm finally being noticed. Yes. Um, and I think seeing under the hood of the Joker like that is weird. It weakens it, right? Um, to some extent. So this is why. And my main comment on this was not as insightful as that. That's very damn good. But my main comment with regard to this was. Give me a Joker movie that's very similar to this, where you yeah. see someone develop in this way. But give me that Joker against the background of a Gotham that already has a Batman. Yeah. Right. That was my main thought. Is that I would love to see this 1981 Gotham City. Right. Yeah. Where there's already talk of a Batman a little bit, and because I feel like this version of the Joker, the thing that I didn't love about him was, as you said, he's very self-involved. In a way yeah. that I feel like the Joker shouldn't be. It's not that the Joker needs principles and stuff like that, but the Joker needs to be larger and mythological in a sense, yeah. right? He needs to. It needs to be someone who, even if you gave him all the attention that he wanted, it still wouldn't fix the problem, right? And I feel like this so, Arthur Fleck guy was a guy who, if people loved his comedy, he'd yeah. be cool. Like he'd be on. He doesn't know how to do that. He doesn't yeah. know how to connect to people. But if he could, there wouldn't be a problem. And right. so. I feel like if you give me some similar Joker where he still has trouble connecting and he's a social outcast, et cetera, et cetera, but then he finds that he can live on this larger level, this larger mythological level and starts to understand his life as only having meaning in relation to this Batman mythological figure, Right. right? Then if you give me that Joker, that solves the problem for me of, oh, he decides to become a myth like the Batman, right? Right. Or something like that. 
that was one of the things I was thinking of when I was watching this film. Sure. Um, um, and, and that that's also another interesting thing. A, sure. A friend of mine actually posted a review on Facebook of this movie. Uh huh. And he's a he's a filmmaker and he's a uh, uh, just a uh, cinema buff. Yeah. Sure. And his biggest critique of the movie was the fact that like when you're talking about a feature length movie, a a western westernized story yeah. of a film. Yeah. Um, you you talk about the hero's journey, right? Yeah. And he used um, uh, Fight Club as yeah. a a counterpoint of how to do this correctly. Okay. So in the Joker, you have an anti-hero movie where this yeah. character that you're supposed to not not at all relate to, yeah, goes through the hero's journey and finds his way. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if it's the intention of the filmmaker or not, but you end up rooting for him. You feel yeah. happy that these things are happening for yeah, him, right? To some extent, yeah. So in in Fight Club, uh, it's a similar thing. It's one guy. Spoilers for Fight Club that has a um, a part of himself, the Tyler Durden, that's that's the bad guy of him, right? And in the beginning of the movie, he's doing all these terrible things, but by the end of the movie, he's trying to stop himself. So even though it's just this one psychopath, you still have him butting up against yeah. the hero that's yeah. himself. Yeah. Um he's trying to stop this terrible thing from happening. He does not succeed, but that's not what's important. It's what's important with this idea of showing the hero's journey yeah. is that you have to try to do what's right. Yeah. And you don't get that in the Joker. You don't get that. Um and I'm wondering that like part of part of what you're feeling mm-hmm. is that, you know, the Joker needs the Batman yes. for us to feel okay about rooting for or feeling good yeah. about the character of the joker yes the joker is only fun and cool when he's beaten when, when, when there's yes. something that keeps him in check there's something that keeps him in check and also i mean and also to some extent i mean you need to feel like and this is why i used the term earlier on purpose mythology you need to feel like this is mythology you need to have a distance even if the joker is doing heinous things like breaking it there's a comic i read where he breaks into a random elderly couple's bedroom in gotham and just murders them and then just lays on top of the corpses right it's this awful terrible terrible scene but there's still a distance yeah um and that's a whole other story but there's still an aesthetic distance that we have i mean you can all you can almost like say that's a metaphor for for depression exactly yeah (laughs) exactly it's it's just something that's dark and bad is he is evil and chaos right he is the things uh he is those things that come against human yeah. beings in various ways, right? Right. Um, and he is that for the Batman. The Batman represents an attempt to control this chaotic world, right? Right. Well, yeah. And what makes him so relatable is that he's he's like you know he's constantly fighting whether or not he should just snap the Joker's neck, which he eventually does in the comic books. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, and there are even so many memes about like there's this <laughs> meme with Batman and Superman talking yeah. about. Batman's like, um, you know, I, I been been struggling with this thing. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, sh- I should never kill. And like, uh-huh. and Superman's like, oh, oh, of course you should. You should never kill. And, yeah. then, and then Batman brings up the go- Joker, and then Superman's like, oh no, 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 you should have killed him. No, yeah, ages ago. You should definitely should have killed him. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which I agree with. Yeah, of course. If you have the power. Yeah. To to kill this mer- like so, yeah. s- sorry universe that I just <laughs> said it, right. these characters don't exist. Yeah, of course. And so 
I just think with... Or do they? And, <laughs> yeah. And another thing about the new film that I wrestle with a little bit in terms of... And I'm trying not to be precious. It annoys, it annoys me to death when people are like, that's not what the Joker would do, blah, 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 blah. Right. Use these characters, right? Tell new stories, all this kind of stuff. Of course, right? Yeah. I'm not saying this film shouldn't exist or whatever, but one of the things that I didn't think was super successful is it made, to me, this made the Joker feel less like a constant and it made him feel more like an event, right? Yeah. It's this regular guy who his environment essentially makes him right? He keeps going to people and trying to get help and it doesn't work. And he keeps trying to... And then eventually the Joker is the event that incites this riot and then he goes to jail and kills another person and that's all we know. And you know, I I do believe that he becomes the Joker that we all know The Joker, yeah, right, right, right. But But we don't get that in the film. No. Right. um, We don't. We do get some wonderful moments. Oh, we do get wonderful moments. So when he's dancing down those stairs to the song, and he's just kicking and like, sure. Like, oh, he's feeling so much joy. But I think the problem with this movie, and I don't know, I honest honest to God do not know how I feel about this. Yeah, sure. The problem with this movie is that the filmmaker makes us feel so good about these, the joy he feels in what he's. Yeah. Doing. Well, it's 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 a story about a man finding purpose in his life. Right. But you you subvert the expectation because what he finds purpose, what gives his life purpose is murdering people. Right? Yeah. Um and it's can, not just murdering people, it's murdering the right people to get his you know what I'm saying? That's another thing I'm we, not crazy about this. Can we talk about this the the white face paint scene? Yes, we can. The, the, That's my favorite scene in this film. That is it's my favorite. When his when his master when his, class, when his coworkers come to visit him, it's a master yes. class on tension, yes, utter horror, yes, and humor. That was the scene. This scene that we're talking about. So, for those of you who've seen the film, hopefully everybody's seen it. That's listening to this. But when his coworkers from the little clown agency that he, <laughs> he yeah. works at, when they which come, in my version of the movie, yeah, he. Who know, who, what, what's a clown agency? What's a clown agency? Well, he just he uh, just saying stuff you, to his therapist at you the know, end of the movie. You know what a clown agency is? What a clown agency is is a taxi service that uh, taxi that, driver. Yeah, that involves clowns. But anyway, yeah. um, but that scene Which we can also get into. We soon. will talk about that. Yeah, but where uh, where his coworkers come to visit him? That was the scene. When I walked away from this film, I was like, that scene was the Joker to me. Right. That scene was Joker because it was funny. Uh, it was funny in a way that made you feel gross. Right. And at the same time, it was unpredictable. You didn't know. I, honest to God, yeah. did not know if the little no. person... I had no clue. ...was going to survive. Right. And the fact that he had to ask help oh, to get out... Oh, God. It's so... That is... that storytelling. Some people complained... Uh, I saw some people complain that that was like making a joke at um, the little person actor's expense. I didn't read it that way at all. Like... No. In no, in no way was I... Like... Because I chuckled at that scene when he had to ask. I wasn't chuckling because like, oh, he's a shorter person. Oh, he's a small no, person. No, I was chuckling because it's like, oh, God. What oh, a scenario God. to be yes. in. <laughs> you have to ask for help from the guy who just stabbed this other guy to death right and in front of you. beat his head into the wall. And the scene that was, yeah, oh god, viciously, viciously. And the scene, the the move that was the most what I think of as the Joker was when he jumps to scare the guy, 
right? <laughs> he has no intention of hurting him, no. but he jumps to scare him. And it scares us, right? It scares the audience. Yeah. That scene was beautiful And to in me. my heart, if yeah. the Joker hadn't been on medication his whole life, that's just who he would have been. Yeah. But what does that say about me that I want him to be that? <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but well, let me tell you what yeah. the one thing that I think... I think the studio probably had something to do do with this because I don't think this one was in the script. Yeah. At the end of that scene, yeah, the Joker says, "Thanks for being nice." To you me. were always nice. You were to always me. nice. Yeah, to yeah, me. yeah. I think that is a problem. Interesting. I I don't want to. At that point, it. You don't oh. want the Joker to say that? Is that what you mean? Right. Yeah. It, because it's not random enough. It's not random enough. It's starting to feel a little bit more like. Uh huh. A real life, yeah, a real life sort of mass shooter. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for uh, sure. You were nice to me. Yes. These, this, this, this. Uh, I agree. Faceless group of people were not. I agree. Yep, um, for sure. So I didn't like that scene. I, I, yeah. I think their intention was probably good to yeah. humanize him in a way. Yeah. And socially, yeah. Hot take. Uh-huh. I don't think it's bad to to humanize these these type of person. Sure. I think it's probably in the long run good to okay. not just say that someone who's severely mentally ill oh, of course. is bad. Oh no, of course. Well, part of the part of the potential problem is what does this movie say about mentally ill people, right? Um, yeah. Is the notion that the mentally ill person that we see throughout this whole thing is predisposed to sort of crime and violence? That in and of itself might be right. a problem, but nevertheless. So let me let me not to shift the conversation too much. We've been talking primarily about. Um, issues within the narrative, right? We're looking pretty much within the frame of the story. Uh, Let me ask this, not to reach too much outside and get into the weeds of other things going on in the world, but what is this movie saying about culture? Let me ask that, right? Because we talked right. about, we, we hit on the, the topic of, you You said that one scene makes it feel a little bit more like a sort of real world mass shooter or something. What is this? And there's so much commentary on this stuff. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Yeah. But just what was your perspective on what is this movie saying politically, culturally, um, et cetera? Sure. Um, uh, real, real quick, just yeah. to, I know you were you were saying, and this isn't answering your question, but I will. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where you were saying, like, you don't want to get too much into the weeds of, like, yeah. um, what the movie was versus what you wanted it to be. Uh-huh. Um, and I do think that the motivation of the filmmaker is important—an important, an important Definitely. context, sure, for uh, critiquing the film at all. Yeah. Um, and Todd Phillips uh, has been quoted several times saying his motivation was yeah. to humanize this character, sure, which is the exact opposite of what you and I probably wanted from mm-hmm. the character, right? Yeah. So I think the way he humanizes the character is he, 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 he gives us all a common kind of enemy mm-hmm. and that common enemy is the rich. Okay. Is Thomas Wayne. Tom, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Wayne. Okay. Is, is B man's dad. Yeah. Yeah. See, so this is one of my problems with the movie and I would like, I would like to hear what you have to say about it. Um, I don't think this movie is saying much of anything politically or culturally. Right. I think Todd Phillips and whoever else wrote the silver, something silver, whoever wrote the script, they know the themes that they want the movie to be about. Yeah. But they don't know what they want to say about them. Um, that's right. at least my take on it. So I mean, you, yeah, you, you're not you're not thinking like Todd Phillips is not is not a an activist on no on 
rich people being taxed less no than poor people yeah yeah no 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 and and but what i mean is like you don't have to have i mean you don't have a have to have a movie preach at you about a particular political point in order for there to be a sort of general aesthetic takeaway right for there to be a sort of general aesthetic takeaway for what the movie is saying socially and i'm just not sure that this movie either that it knows what it's saying socially or that it um or that it is sort of brave enough in a studio system to say something culturally right. and socially. So this movement that builds up of clowns, right, around uh-huh. the Joker, it's sort of it has no principles at all, right? It's as amorphous as the Joker. They hate the rich, right? But yeah. they're not sure from what angle they hate the rich. They're never talked about it. There, you see signs with them yeah. holding "kill the rich." You it's see, very vague. Yeah, you see them. The, what it reminded me of. I was joking with. I was texting my friend Austin, and I was joking with him. I was like, the the. He was asking me how I how I liked the movie, and I was like, you know, I liked most of it, but the riot scenes reminded me of that Pepsi commercial that that the Jenner uh, woman got right. <laughs> got in trouble with, where it was like just this vague. It was just this. Va- it's just protesters, man. What yeah, are they we're saying? Protesting. We're just, they're just protest right you know what i mean protest. exactly kill the rich like um and then there was people there were people holding signs saying resist which is obviously very cultural has a lot of cultural clout and then there were other people holding those same signs upside down i don't know if you saw that there were people with resist signs where they were upside down yeah. and i was just like that this movement is not it's not a movement it's not about anything it's just meant to be a stand-in sort of straw right. man for so, social unrest right you, you, yeah so so are you thinking that like these film the filmmaker filmmakers saw an opportunity to take the things we were seeing in the world and, yeah. and just throw it against the joker backdrop it's 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 not even so much that it's just i feel like they need to they needed to a clearer picture of what they wanted you to walk away thinking about this society right, right. not just about the character but about the world more generally, right? Yeah. So some of it is, as you were saying, just super heavy-handed. And this comes not only in terms of talking about the character when he says, what do you get when you take a mentally ill loner and blah, blah, yeah, blah. You get he just states the thesis of the movie. But then there's also... I'd rather him just start laughing and then shoot the guy. Yeah, of course. We get it, man. We've yeah. watched him for an hour and a half so far. We get it. Um, but then there's also the point that like Gotham is in the middle of a trash strike, at the time, right? A garbage strike, which they say over the yeah. over the you, you radio. Know what, you and know stuff. what's interesting about that? What's that? Taxi driver. Yeah. Uh the movie was very aesthetically very dirty and grimy. Sure, yeah. There was trash everywhere. Yeah. When they were filming the movie, a, tra- a trash There was an actual There was an actual yeah. trash strike. Oh hell yeah. And yeah. that has to be where that came Absolutely from. Absolutely it is. So uh the last thing the last thing I'll say about this, and then I, I want to jump on your comment about taxi driver as we're uh bringing this in for a landing but um the last thing i'll say is to some extent and i guess this is a critique overall i like this movie but i do want to talk about the critiques that i have um overall i thought just the sort of bleakness and nihilism because it didn't figure out what it wanted to say in my view i i wasn't sure what it wanted me to feel about about the world and about how i should live my life etc etc um I felt like it it seemed a little its nihilism seemed a little juvenile to me. Sure. Um so it felt a little bit like that. But let's let's talk about um Taxi Driver, obviously, sure. because that's l- let me ask this is the question I came to when I was thinking about Scorsese in regard to this. Is this movie creative? Is it artistic or is it just is it a cover song? Is it redundant? Right. Um yeah. I think for Joaquin it is. I think it's it's a it's a, I think he oh, he found uh, an avenue to be very creative. Sure. 
Um, I think in any actor who like gets a thread for a character like this and yeah. can and can really kind of go with it, like sure. they're gonna have a time of it. It's really interesting to listen to him talk about the movie because I don't think that like you know he's not gonna have a lot of a lot to take away from it as far as socially, and, and sure. he doesn't even like to talk about like yeah. what if this movie might inspire uh, a killing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, he's like, I have a lot to say about this, but we'll, we'll talk about it off camera. <laughs> sure. Um, in and all the questions of like. You know, uh, so like playing a such a gnarly character, yeah. like, you know, what do you take home? He's like, the cool answer is uh-huh. this, but he's like, he's like, I'm an actor, man. He's like, yeah. I'm just acting, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But uh, one thing we haven't talked about is, yeah. uh, so filmmaking is a collaborative thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the script was kind of weak. Yeah. Uh, the aesthetic was kind of cool, and it yeah. was kind of, but as far as the story, even the character was kind of like a cover, cover song, right? Sure. It was, a, Scors- it was yeah. a Scorsese movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let's talk about the score for a second. Okay, yeah. Um, the score is actually... I, I don't think it's anything that's crazy innovative by any means. Okay. So the the, the composer's name is Hildur Goodnadotter. Uh-huh. Um, and she worked with Johan Johansson before yeah. he died on a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, she just scored the movie uh, or the show uh, Chernobyl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she worked with um, one of the most renowned sound recordists ever. Um, he does like all the 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 big like famous nature documentaries and yeah. stuff to to just capture the sounds you need to get. And uh, she went with him to these old uh, for Chernobyl. Yeah. To these old uh, still in um, right right before they're being decommissioned these yeah. N- nuclear yeah bases right yeah 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 recorded as many sounds as they could to where it was like they're trying to record the the aura of a room like they'll yeah. point a mic at a door and wait for a reverberance yeah and then they'll record that room she made the, she something. made the full score out of that wow that's um, cool it's super cool it's, it's really cool it's 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 utterly art that was for chernobyl chernobyl yeah Huh. Um, while she was working on this, she was contacted by Todd Phillips yeah. to create the score, and she actually started writing the score um, before um, the movie had even shot. Okay, so she did a lot of the, most of the work beforehand, reading the scripts, getting a feel for the character. Wow! Um, and the score is haunting. It's it, it's very simple, but it's it's actually really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and he would take that score to Joaquin. Yeah. And for example, so as soon as he makes the first kill, yeah. He shoots these three guys. I read something about this. In the yeah. script, he goes to the bathroom. He looks at himself in the mirror. He's like, oh, my God, what have I done? And he freaks out, right? He throws the, the gun away. Yes. He starts washing, washing the, the, makeup. the makeup off. Yeah. But they're they're filming this scene, and, yeah. and Joaquin's like, this isn't the character. This doesn't yeah. feel right. Um, this should feel more like his awakening. Yeah. So they start playing the score, yeah. the, the demos to the score. And he's like, you know what? I'm And, uh, and also... To get to the, to become the Joker, yeah, and he's like, he's like, listen, I'm a lazy person. Mm-hmm. I don't like to do this, but I felt like I needed to. Yeah, he lost a significant amount of weight to play the Joker, mm-hmm. and he found himself doing things with his body that he couldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, and that inspired and informed the body movement of the Joker. Yeah, so when he heard this music, he starts like just moving his body in a way that he wouldn't have. Yeah. And they got it on camera after he shoot like so like the whole process of this composer 
finding the right sound and the yeah. right feeling for this character mm-hmm. playing through loudspeakers. Yeah. You've got this actor who's done these gnarly things to his body to get there yeah. and then changing a scene yeah. because he's hearing the music and moving his body in a way. Yeah. Those types of moments are completely art. Yes. Full. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's collaborative. It's collaborative. And it changes and not only that but it changes the meaning of what the whole scene prior was, right? Yeah. Him it's killing It's not those about people. the intention of the script. It's yeah. about what it's become because yeah. of who um yeah. kind of gave to the project. That's very very cool. Yeah. Um so in that sense, yes. I I um yeah. and I've seen some friends of mine like <laughs> <laughs> I had had a friend post today, like, and it was this kind of weird post about the they saw the Joker for the first time. Lots of ellipses, ellipses, and yeah. lots of commas where they didn't need to be talking about like how they <laughs> felt about the Joker yeah. in the movie, and like, yeah, you know, it's like it's about it. Uh, it's a it's it's the hero's journey, but the hero loses. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, and then one of the comments was. It's it's high art at its best or something like that. And I'm okay. like, well, no. I don't know about that either. <laughs> and then the next comment was, yeah. you know, I heard somebody say that it was a it was a movie without any good guys, and I'm like, I thought that was pretty accurate. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, it's along those lines. It's just like so like seeing yeah. seeing people like react to this movie. It's like yeah, there's this whole odd array of people. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Taxi Driver for a second. Okay. Yeah. So. Taxi Driver is a movie I, I actually uh, saw for the first time recently. Mm-hmm. Me too, actually. Yeah. I I already I always knew the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd listened to the score several times because yeah. the maestro's a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> the maestro's a nerd. Right. <laughs> I think this is a nickname that only you can call yourself. I think that's where we're going. <laughs> I'm. So here's the thing. Every time anyone else calls you it, you don't like it. But <laughs> I've always been so annoyed. When people give themselves <laughs> nicknames, and I've become that person. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, could you call me uh, a yeah. uh, uh, buckle? Yeah, but no, no, no. But no, it's I'm not buckle. Like, but let's make it a thing. <laughs> but it's not you doing that because you're you don't like it if anybody else calls you it. It's right. just for you. You just go. <laughs> right. This is something the maestro does. <laughs> like it's Bernard Herman. And a little little trivia fact for you yeah. score nerds out there. Mm-hmm. Bernard Herman agreed to do this movie. He recorded the score. Mm-hmm. Hours after he was done, he died. He Whoa. never saw the movie released. Oh wow! So he never saw Taxi Driver released. He didn't. That's very interesting. Um, so, what uh, thoughts about Taxi Driver and and how that ties into? Yeah. Clearly, there are created creativity. There's creativity going into Joker. We just talked about it. Sure. One great example. But in general, is this a to put it you know uh, succinctly a sort of cover song, right? Is this taxi driver with clown paint, essentially? Yeah, I think maybe. And and when the when Joker was being pitched to a yeah. studio, and mm-hmm. you have to remember when a movie is pitched to a studio, like okay, take the Joker's name away and put Travis in in this Joker yes. role. Yeah, a studio is not going to pick it up. It's going to cost a million dollars to make and not eighty million or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Still relatively tr- cheap for that type of studio movie. Sure, but um, this movie, the Joker, and especially the the script without like the IP, yeah. the intellectual property, yeah, would not have been a wide theatrical. All the release. Batman stuff, yeah, right, of course. Um, well, and then I guess here is my question: Then, if you take out all the Batman stuff. Is there a reason to make this film, or is it just Taxi Driver or King of Comedy yeah. again? 
You know I, what I mean? Because if I, that's the only create, not creativity, but if that's the only original yeah. well, spin, and this ties into what you were saying, is yeah. like I do think there is something to be said about a personality type and mental illness that could fall into this mass shooting uh-huh. personality. Sure, because it's a thing that happens often. Yeah, in this country. Yeah, and that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I actually saw an interesting TED talk recently about a guy who had made the decision to, as a kid, go to school, buy a gun, and kill as many people as he could. Really? Um, I can send you the link. Oh, my God. Um, and at the end of the day, like essentially what he said was he'd, he had made the decision. His yeah. parents had made him feel like, or his mom made him feel like nothing. They moved. He had been in 50 schools in a couple of years. Yeah. Like, just like He just felt like nothing. Yeah. And he's like the only thing that can make me feel, the only thing that can make like and he smelled bad going to school because sure. like they couldn't like he could never get a shower like yeah. all of these terrible things are happening to this things. kid. Yeah. And he was made to believe that he was worthless. Yeah. Um and he got to a point where he's like, you know, the only thing that's going to make me feel anything is just to take out as many people as I can. Sure. And the night he decided to do that, yeah. a guy that had he he basically his mom kicked him out. Uh-huh. And he was homeless. Yeah. And a friend of his, a, fair, a recently, I guess, probably new friend, because he'd moved so much, said, sure. you can stay with me. Sure. And he goes to that guy's house that night, and he, mm-hmm. he's completely made up his mind that he's going to do this thing. Yeah. And the friend says, you know what? Like, I'm so sorry you're having a hard time. Let's play some video games. Yeah. And then the next night, let's watch a movie. You know, like, yeah. it, and it was just... He engaged him. It was just someone caring about him. Sure. And, and you know, at the time of the TED Talk, his friend was in the audience. His wife and children were in the audience, yeah. and his life had completely been turned around. Yeah. So I think there is something to be said about how we treat people that are. Oh, of course. Um, I say that to say and to agree with you. I don't know that this movie's doing that. Yeah. I think this movie might be tickling the surface, and there are some articles out there about how they think this. Uh, some people. And some psychologists think this movie is positive Okay, to see that this happens and yeah. to see that these personality types exist. But at the same time, you know, Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips, their intention was yeah. to make sure that a psychologist couldn't completely track where the Joker was. Yeah. That he had all sure. of these things. Yeah. Um, they don't want his mental illness, whatever it is, to align with anything in the DSM-5 was what I heard, right? Right. And so I guess I guess that brings back, as long as we're talking about it, that brings back one of the questions that I was asking, which is essentially like, and well, and it brings up my initial, my sort of, <laughs> what I would have liked to have seen in this movie, right, is that I wish that rather than random violence, um, a Batman could have been what gave him the meaning in his life that he was looking for. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. And it doesn't mean you don't have the violence. You can have Joker be as violent as you want, but the thing is... He's it's, just becoming this thing for no reason. Exactly. He's be, well, than, and, it's, and it's not no Other than no childhood, abu- uh, childhood abuse. Yes. And one, But one interesting thing, like, yeah. as far as, like, within the world of the intentions, the motives, the yeah. script, yeah. The, the backstory they've made, is that you have this, this, this mentally ill mother... And this boyfriend who is yeah. sexually abusing this child, yeah. they're tying him to this radiator, yeah. and they've made it to where his nervous tick is that he's laughing. Yeah. So he's sitting here laughing, yeah. tied to this radiator after all these terrible things have happened to him, and his mother has now believed that he's happy, mm. and she calls him happy because yeah, of right. obviously terrible 
Yeah, awful. Um, but it is an interesting in yeah. to maybe how this character could have started. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, the more the more I think about this movie, I have a couple other things I want to say about it, but the more I think about this movie, I think I am as a coming to this as a Batman fan, right? And as a fan of mythology more broadly, I think this is an interesting take if you don't presume that it it, it hopes to be the definitive take, right? Sure. I, to me, this movie is never going to be, oh, you're interested in Batman and the Joker? Check out Joker, the movie. Yeah. Right? It's sure. going to be, no, no, no. Check out all these books. Check out these other movies. Yeah. And then if you get deeper into it, maybe check out Walking yeah. Phoenix's take. Um, but at the same time, like the stories and the amount of stories are so malleable that yeah. this will be the definitive, definitive Joker for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, I it, have to be honest. Be. I have to be honest. That bums me out. Sure. That well, bums I mean, me out. Dude. Michelle Pfeiffer was Catwoman to me. Sure. And, and that well, bummed a lot of people out. It's true, but I think I think this bums me out not only because I think it's not my favorite version, but because I think it's a weak take on the character sure. to some extent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, there is, and I, I, I'll probably quote this guy more because I really like, he wrote a book on Batman um, and the cultural place of Batman. His name's Glenn Weldon. He's from NPR, whatever. But he, he wrote uh, about the Joker. He said, he functions best as a symbol, as an abstract representation or more precisely a distillation of the kind of random act of violence that birthed Batman in the first place. So in other words, his randomness sort of, he works best as a foil or as a match against Batman because he represents this sort of random violence that happens in the world, right? Um, And so to give him motivation strips the character of that randomness in a way that at least to me, I think weakens the character. Not yeah. that I didn't like this movie, I did. Sure. At, at the same time, there there are little things that like my read of what I want the joke, what this movie to be. Yeah. There are little little clues as to like leaning into that. Sure. I don't know that they committed to it though. Sure. Um. One example is so his buddy that he stabs in the neck with the scissors. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, he offers him a gun and says, "You got to take care of yourself. Here's this gun, sure. fella." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later in the movie. Someone says, "Yeah, uh, Arthur tried to buy a gun off of one yeah, of my yeah, guys. Yeah. Like the guy sells him out later, right? Yeah, Essentially. Like, yeah. Um, we don't know what to believe, right? Yeah. Even even the movie, um, and I don't know much about this movie. Even the movie that that Thomas Wayne, his Martha Wayne, and Bruce Wayne are watching, Zorro and the Gay Blade. Is that what it was yes. called? Yeah. Is that a parody of Zorro? I don't know." I think that's a parody of Zorro. Okay, it could I, be. I've it, heard people reference that as an interesting fact about this Joker movie. Right. And I don't know anything about that movie. Of course, if you have a Joker yeah. that is, this is my backstory, like, uh-huh. look look how silly it is. Yeah. And look what look where Batman was when I okay. uh, made him. Sure. Like, his family was watching Zorro and the Gay Blade. Right. Like, not Zorro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. See, I think I think I would have liked to to have seen your script for this yeah. movie, um, yeah. Because I think that's that's and honestly, I think it would have done better if I got to be not to talk up. You know, this is our podcast or whatever, but like not to talk that up. I am great, exactly. Not to go down that route necessarily, but I'm saying like that. I think preserves everything that's strong about the Todd Phillips script but also it introduces or it leaves open at least the what is strong traditionally about the character right right it doesn't and just make 
oh, the Joker is just a mass shooter, uh, incel type, but who puts yeah. on clown makeup, right? Uh, well, Todd Phillips has been quoted saying, one day I yeah. will say what we think slash meant when we were writing it. Okay. So who's... Yeah. The, who's yeah, who knows? But what um, sucks is, is like the, the script, in my opinion, is weak yeah. enough at this point yeah. to where like he could... He could, he's probably developing what he meant. Sure, exactly. <laughs> at this point. Well, and also, okay, so um, this is uh, one of the final things that I have to say about the film in general, but I think it's worth saying is that the role of race in this film is a little weird um, and a little bit questionable. I don't know if you noticed it. There are very few characters of color, which, you know, that happens, whatever. But the places in which, you know, uh, particularly black actors are put are pretty interesting and strange so first of all you have the joker's romantic interest who lives down the hall who's, sure. who's a black woman um uh, what's her name zoe uh, or zazzy zazzy, zazzy beats. beats yeah, yeah. um zazzy beats who he presumably so kills on right? top of the game right now right but he presumably kills her right at the end i mean that was my take um, anyway he she's he's in her apartment she says i really need you to leave Right, and then we don't see her for the rest of the movie, and it shows him walking angrily out of her apartment. Sure, um, I, maybe I does, don't maybe know doesn't. that I read it that way. Okay, fair enough. I feel like each uh, each other killing gives you a moment. Like for example, at the very end of the movie, yeah, when he yeah. walks away and there's and he's got blood, blood yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you don't really get that. Yeah, fair enough. With her. Um, so that's at least ambiguous. Yeah. Um, but at least uh, um, so. But I didn't read it that way. I might be sure. wrong. To some extent, there is. A thing, especially with black women in this film, where they represent Arthur seems to think that they need to help him in various ways. So both of his counselors are sure. black women. And then also the woman who lives down the hall, who he has a crush on, who he has this elaborate fight club esque fantasy of, uh, where he stalks her and she loves it. You know what I mean? Right. And all of those characters, I don't know if it's an accident or if it's not, but it definitely stuck out to yeah. me. And I was like, that seems weird. And yeah, it seems to, I'm not saying it's like super meaningful, but at the same time in 2019, it's yeah. when people are very explicitly being aware of the choices that they're making about right. representation on film. It's at least something that that I had questions about. Sure, you yeah, know what I mean, and I actually hadn't thought about that, but yeah, no, that. And that, then the that's other, the other character, the other, the other uh, uh, black actor that I can think of is the guy in, from Atlanta. He, yes, from Atlanta. Yes, who's which uh, that show is very yeah, good. That's have what I've seen, heard. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Um, it's so weird. It's it's like yeah. it's like uh, yeah, it's like if the Twin Peaks like was a if Twin Peaks was about rappers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. <laughs> it's oh, super damn. weird. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, but then the other the other character I can think of is the mother on the bus who he's making faces at the kid. Right. And then whatever. Um. So anyway, I don't know. I think it's I I don't know that I have anything particularly profound to say about it. But I think in a movie that at least it's clear that at least this movie wants you to think it's saying something important, whether it is or not. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. it wants you to think that it's about broad social issues sure. and all this kind of stuff. In a movie where it's clear that it wants you to think that, it's kind of weird that that was the case. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be like, right, you know, um, yeah, that makes perfection sense. police. But if you're already talking about resistance and kill the rich and all these kind of cultural issues, right. you need to be thinking about how you're casting stuff. Maybe sure. you were, maybe you weren't, but it's a weird choice. Right. And if you're thinking about it, like yeah. the, the filmmaker and casting director could have been thinking like we're trying to be more of course diverse of course yeah of course um, who knows who knows intentions so who, who um knows? 
But it's the kind of thing where potentially two of the four characters of two of the five characters of color that I can think of, maybe there are more that I just am forgetting about, are murdered, right? I don't know. It's just at least it's at least a question or an issue worth bringing up for a second. Sure. Regardless of, I don't have a particular point um, about it, but nevertheless. Uh, speaking of murder, one one sure. one one thing that Joaquin Phoenix has has has, has been quoted. Yeah, I, I want to say Zazie Beats has actually uh, uh, been quoted too. Like, sure. you know, when you make a movie like this, um, yeah, you're going to be asked a lot of questions. Yeah. from intention. Yeah, um, you know, Zazie Beats. One, one thing that she said was like. Um, she kind of views this thing, this movie, as as trying to help develop an empathy towards uh, our duty, like as a society. Yeah. Um, yeah. How we treat people, um, and almost like a cautionary tale. Like this is a cautionary tale. It's sure. Not, it's not a hero's journey. It's uh-huh. like a cautionary tale. Yeah. And yeah. there, there's a, there's a difference. One interesting thing that that Joaquin brought up is like one thing that most like the thing that I kept hearing before I saw this movie is like you will not believe the violence. It's so utterly violent. <laughs> yeah. And it is violent. It is violent. Um. Yeah. But I can count on two hands the amount of people that die in this movie. Yeah. Of course. His his thing is that like we're currently in film numb to violence. Thanos. Yeah, he killed half of every <laughs> yeah. living creature on the planet. Yeah, of course. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't go up to them and stab a. No. Um, it's not personal. It doesn't feel real. It's not personal. Yeah. But you know, it's it's violent. It, his his ideologies are right. I mean, at the same time, I would say Thanos's ideologies are such that they're presuming that the majority of human beings would be against Thanos. Right. right. Whereas I think Arthur Fleck's motivations, especially in this day and time, potentially appeal to some subset of a particular political ideology. Sure. Right. And I think that's what makes it, that's what at least has people to some extent concerned. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I'm concerned, but like, I think that's why people, because it feels more real. Right. Right. It feels like, oh, no, 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 no. Mass shootings happen from men who have, you know, white men who have grievances against culture for all these reasons. Sure. Right. Um, whereas purple guys don't snap their fingers and make everything disappear. Yeah. Like that just doesn't happen. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I agree that it's a cautionary tale, but I'm just not sure that we get that within the film. Right. I think that's fine to say outside of the film, and I think it's good that actors are saying that. When you're making a movie, yeah. like e- every character, every scene, everything you see in the frame should be very intentional. Yes. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Um, that's that's the medium. The medium is you, 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 the director and the writer are in control of everything that's said, everything you see, every character that's on the screen. Yeah. Um, and there should be a reason they're there. And what they hope it means. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. We got anything else to say about this new Joker? Um, we were talking about taxi taxi driver. Yeah, um, we never really got into. Okay, it. Um, sure. Let's let's. I mean, I, I do think that Todd Phillips basically said, you know, and and Scorsese was, I think at least at one point was on board to produce this movie. Yeah, and even thought about directing this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a he's still in the credits somehow, right? He's an executive I, producer, or something like so. this. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think, and what I was saying earlier is that like in, in the studio movie business yeah, to, to present a studio with 
this is a completely new take on something. Yeah, they don't care. They're they're, they're looking no. for numbers. Yeah, but if if the, if you if you say, hey, this is Taxi Driver, yeah, but with the Joker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Taxi Driver made X amount. Um, Heath Ledger's <laughs> yeah. Joker, Joker sure. made X amount. That, sure. That's all they. That's all yeah, they're worried about. Of course, about. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and that that does restrain creatives, of course, in, in some sense. It's a monetary investment. Um, yeah. But what I'm interested in is in re- regarding Taxi Driver, why that why that rang so true and why that was so successful. Yeah. I mean, it was it six. I don't even know if it was that successful in the box office or if it was a sleeper. Um, but I think what's interesting about the character in the taxi driver is that you have an ex marine, yeah, who obviously suffers from PTSD. Yep, obviously, obviously does not know how to, I, in my opinion, like cope with the violence he's seen. Yeah, so it just comes out. Yeah, he has to act in violent ways. Yeah, you know, he's to a point where he takes a woman on a date and. You know he he cannot understand why she wouldn't want to go to the, the go to a porn film a, a, essentially a, a porn theater with yeah. him yeah and and to some extent it's a, it's a story about isolation in the American urban environment sure and it's about you know loss of communal connection yeah uh, and checks and balances that community provides and all this kind of stuff yeah right for sure um and and actually uh, I think there was actually an assassination attempt inspired by this movie yes i've heard that as well i don't know the details about it but yeah um so that's not a new thing but we're so interconnected now Mm -hmm. and the media like they get hits (laughs) you know they get they get money off of these tragedies yeah and i'm sure you know you're not going to have news anchors thinking awesome yeah but you are going to say, well, you know, we can profit. You know, yeah, you that's know. just yep. that's just the American way. If we it can bleeds, profit. it leads, kind of thing. Yeah, right, for sure. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about Taxi Driver? Um, no, not particularly. It's a great film. Uh, it stands on its own. I don't think it needs to be talked about only yeah. in relation to Joker. Do you, do you but, think? Um, do, you t- do you think that if it would have been a step too far for for Joker to have saved a young a young twelve year old prostitute? <laughs> oh, interesting. Do you, do you think that's the reason that that Taxi Driver works? Is that at the end he does become a hero, and he does save her. He doesn't save her for personal reasons. He is honestly disgusted at the fact that like she yeah. is in the situation she's in. No, I think at the same time he does feed his violent nature. Yeah. He goes in and he enjoys killing these men. Right. To some extent, I mean, I think there are all sorts of nasty gender assumptions that are built in there, right? About yeah. he has to save her yeah. um, and all this kind of stuff. And I think those are built into Joker as well, sure. right? And I think to build those into, since we're talking about Joker, I'll leave Taxi Driver aside because I haven't done enough thinking about it. But I think to build those, especially into Joker, humanizes him in a way that I'm at least just personally not super into. It's It's fine. I get it. If there was going to be somebody who was going to be pure evil, yeah, they would suck in all these ways too, right? Yeah. They would. Uh, if there was going to be a guy who was who was the epitome of evil, yes, he's going to think women are just objects to make him feel better or whatever it is, right? right. Emotional supports for him while his mother is in the hospital. But there, there have been interesting crossover like yeah. uh, comics with like. Yeah. Have you seen the Red Skull and the Joker comics? I heard of it. I where read it. where the Joker is just like appalled at the Red Skull and how he feels about like racial things. Yeah. Like, see, that's the thing. Yeah. It's and like that's a good point, right? You, that's you, you can pick and choose. Like yes. I mean, like anybody can write these characters. Yeah. They don't. There isn't a character 
Bible necessarily. No, it's 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 a you know it's a it's the sum of all its parts. Yeah, and this is why I think the Joker functions best as mythology, right? He is. We have to be able to have some disconnect from him to where he represents the chaos of to some extent, almost the natural world, right? He's the hurricane, he's the shark, he's the lightning strike. He's all these things that are just the opposite of us. And so to make him human in this type of way, it's interesting, you know, it it breeds some good conversation, but to me, it's just never going to be sort of the defining feature because he needs to be in contrast with this other mythological figure who's also not us, who represents our input of control onto a chaotic world. Right. Um, so... I don't know. That's my thought on it. I'm tired. That's all I got. Yeah. We've talked a lot. Um, This has been a fun two-parter. Thanks for sticking with us um, on the Common Creatives Podcast. As we always, or as I'm trying to start always saying at the end of these episodes, send us your suggestions for stuff you want to hear us talk about. You can reach out to us either at Instagram at Common Creatives Podcast or through Gmail at Common Creatives Podcast at gmail.com. Or write me a letter. Or write Joe a handwritten in cursive uh, letter. Um, and mail it to him. I don't at, read print. No, he doesn't read print. He the maestro doesn't he, read print. The maestro can't read print. It's very strange. He can only read cursive. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, reach out to us online. Let us know if you want to hear us talk about something. Thanks for sticking with us for our two-parter Joker episode, um, which we didn't plan to be a two-parter, but it was fun. It was a good there's, time. There, I think there's still more to talk there's about. There's a lot more to talk about. We can't do a three-parter, so here we are. I mean, yeah. So. How, how do you feel about like loving a <laughs> socio sociopathic, psychotic killer of a like you love the joker i love him i have him on my body (laughs) as i said at the beginning of the first episode so um all right into that next time next time all right we'll see y'all next time uh thanks so much for tuning in it has been a long episode all right never doing the joker again (sighs) never again all right so in terms of scoring the joker um are we scoring the joker as a character i think we got to score the concept of the joker yeah i don't think it's just about joaquin phoenix i think it's about the joker so I got to give the Joker in light of including Joaquin Phoenix in this uh, score. I got to give the Joker nine out of ten. Nine out of ten squirting flowers. That's oh what I got to give. God, I was going to choose squirting. Is flowers. that what you were going to do? I'm not <laughs> kidding. The scene where he first yes. gets beat up in, yes. in the new Joker movie. Yes. Where the flower squirts. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In the, in the dolly out. Yep. If you notice, he pushes the button to make oh, it squirt. I love it. I love it's like it so he's, much. He's sitting there, but like, yeah. There's still a hint of the Joker there. Oh, there's still a little bit. There's yeah. a little bit of just there. a little. Yeah. And like, sure, it's an origin story, but we don't want an origin story. Right. We right. want him in there. Give me the damn Joker. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him a eight point five. Um, I was gonna say squirt. You can say it. You can go with it. No, I gotta do something. Else. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give him a. Uh, 8.5 uh-huh. uh, love that Joker smiling models <laughs> that's very good alright so you heard it here uh, first and last because that's the definitive answer on the Joker as a concept and a character uh, thanks for sticking with us through two episodes we had a lot to talk about and I think you we got, got opposing some good opinions. stuff opposing opinions you're wrong so you are absolutely wrong but do send us your suggestions for stuff you want to hear us talk about uh, at either of those things we talked about so uh, thanks for listening to Common Creatives Podcast I'm Will I'm the maestro. He's the maestro, and we will talk to you next time. Um, do you concur, Doctor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good.
Thank you for listening. D-N-N.